You have been recording. <laughs> oh, this this is always work doing these episodes of so the greatest work. song you never heard podcast with Phil Anderson. That's me and Chris Cochran. That's him. Hi, that's Chris. Me. How you doing? I'm wonderful, Phil. How are you? Living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, hopefully, everybody is over their their. Um, you know their love hangover from Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That was very recent. Uh, yeah. Assuming you do post this when you're supposed to post it. Of course I will. Um, but uh, so happy post Valentine's Day for everybody out there. Let's move on and just know, treat your special one the way you treat them on Valentine's Day every day. Every day of the year. I mean, don't go out. <laughs> On no. Valentine's Day, you're not going to get good service. That's true. You're going to be pushed in and out in like 60 minutes. Food's going to be cold, yep. undercooked. Yep. Thank you. Tip us. We're on our way. We yep. want three turns tonight. As my wife said, Valentine's Day is just a made-up holiday to get money out of you. Yep. And it's uh, it's what the rookies out there uh, use. It's kind of like they go out on New Year's Eve, too, the rookies. It's, those are two it's rookie true. nights. True. Uh, totally so anyway, nights. completely off topic of what we're talking about today, the greatest song you have never heard is coming your way i would guess in about two three four minutes um this is a podcast where chris and i what's thanks wrong? for defining that because if they're listening to it they wouldn't have known that this is a podcast no i i there was not a period after that it was a comma okay this is a podcast comma so a pause to put the comma in where chris and i get together on a weekly basis yep. one person brings a song the other person has no idea what the song is. Has in fact, this, today's episode, he's already emailed me the lyrics, but says, "Don't open it. Don't look at it until we've started the song." It's true. And sometimes that just has to. They're just little rules that we have to play with, right? That's true. And so uh, I'm hearing it for the first time today. Uh, we're thinking you, for the most part, will be hearing it for the first time today. And we hope this is one of the greatest songs you never heard because. These are not going to be your mainstream songs. This is not the Eagles. Um, Hotel California. Thank you. Oh, my God. Who Peter Frampton played with, right? I think so. <laughs> Refer back to last week's episode. Peter Frampton was with every band, every every recording studio in the 70s. He did all the solos for uh, everything. Billy Preston. And, yeah. Yeah. Everything. He did everything. He produced. He marketed. He probably put all his own money up. He That's, was actually the lead singer of the the Archies. The Ar- Peter Frampton? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that one I know he wasn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, we digress a little bit, but we're going to be playing a song today that Chris brought to the table. And Chris, uh, help us uh, set it up a little bit. For sure. Us. Today's song is one that um, the, the minute that I heard it, I was into this song. And I, when this song, the first time I ever heard it, I had no clue of its history. Um, so there's a very good chance that most people, uh, there's a very good chance that our listeners have heard this song before. Okay. Uh, there's, there's almost a, there's a slightly less than zero chance you've never heard this song before. Okay. Um, however, I guarantee that you've never heard this version of the song okay. before. Yeah. We talked uh, about covers before, right? Yeah. And they can be pretty monumental. They can. And so what's interesting is, I don't, have you ever had a time where you hear a song and you're like, oh, that's such a cool song. And then you realize that's not the person that wrote it and that's not the person right. that sang it. When you go back and listen to the original, sometimes it gets ruined for you. It does. And that happened to me with this song. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. That's actually a, a pretty interesting um, uh, way that works, right? Yeah. That you can fall in love with the song, and then, but that's not the original. There are songwriters 
out there that are writing and recording songs, but some of them don't, they just don't hit. And so other people, I mean, within a year or two, yes. will say, I'll try it. And they do a lot better job. So the that. funny thing about this song is uh, when I explain to you where I heard it and where it came from, it's much too poignant and much too um, uh, sincere and authentic for how it was used. And, and because of that, it had even more meaning for me because I was like blown away by that piece of it. And when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, I know this song. I, I oh, totally know this song. So are you ready for the greatest song that you've never heard? I can't wait. I wish you would have started it already. All right, here we go. So you know this song. The Brothers Gibb would be really proud of that rendition. Oh, I think so too. So this has got so much backstory before I even go into the present story. Yes. Which is, this is one of the songs I was going to bring to the table 
For real? The original. Really? Yeah. The the early Bee Gees, a lot of people don't know. No, they don't. And this is a very striking song. This is a song I actually enjoyed as an original. Yeah. I can see hearing this and then going back to the original would be hard to do. So let's real quick, let's listen yeah. to the original. Oh, fantastic. So people can get a little yeah, taste of that. Absolutely. Staying Alive Bee Gees. What people don't know is the Bee Gees had so much influence for about a decade and a half. They really did. It's amazing that you thought to bring this song. It's it's a good song. I, and old Bee Gees are really good. Right. Did you know this before you heard the... Didn't have a clue this song existed. Interesting. And in fact, it was funny because I remember talking with somebody uh, when the song came out. So so this song was released in 1968 uh, from the Bee Gees. Um, and it's interesting uh, because that song actually was released as a single but wasn't on an album until like two or three years later. Uh, and so the interesting part about this song was when I found this song, I had been listening to it and somebody that I knew who was a little older than me went, well, that's, no, oh, you like the Bee Gees. I'm like, no, I hate the Bee Gees. Right. And they're like, no, 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 that's a Bee Gees song. I'm like, no, this is not a Bee Gees song. Yep. It, it absolutely is, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. So um, this, this album that this was on was, the I believe, the last album before they started to hit it big. Yes, um, and I'm, I'm looking. And there was a fourth quick. member of the Bee Gees at that point. It was a guitar player. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was Peter Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I only learned this today that there was a fourth member of the Bee Gees uh, up and up until this album, and then this was the last album he played on. Interesting. Who do, do you have a name? No. Really? No, because I'd never heard of him before, and I thought, eh, uh, who cares? Right. Okay, so um, it was main chorus was the next one, I believe. Oh, seventy five. So there were there were a few. Actually, gosh. Okay, so main chorus had um, a Fanny be tender with whatever, and then had also Jive talking. Oh, really? Was was on that, and so they they had such a quick transition from rock and roll. Well, I wouldn't even call it really rock and roll. This was um, pop, just pop yeah, music. pop, and and uh, to to disco really blazing a trail. Yeah, uh, I mean a huge monumental shift. Those of us who lived in the seventies, not really proud to talk about it. And I and I feel your pain. But it is what it is. You should not be proud to talk about no. it. No. But you know, here's <laughs> here's a really funny little tidbit. On Saturday nights when we're making dinner at home, uh, I throw on uh, what I call Saturday Night Fever, which is those songs from the seventies with a disco flair. Okay. And I'm and I'm listening to them a little bit more. I'm trying not to judge you right now. I know you are. Wild Cherry, like play the funky music. <laughs> did you throw up a little bit in your mouth? A lot. You almost wasted that beer. I did. <laughs> so I mean, they, they are a place in history. Yes. And you're right. The first thing people hear of, think of when they hear the Bee Gees are, oh my God, really? Yeah. They had so much music before, and they're very good writers. Yes. Very good writers. They were uh, the Goff and King combination for the 70s and early 80s. They wrote a lot of songs for a lot of people who got really, really big numbers and sold a lot of albums because of them. Uh, Absolutely. But do you have an idea who wrote this song and why the lead singer might be important? 
Well, it wasn't one of the Gibbs? It was not. Not the version we listened to at the beginning. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, what you said, who wrote this song? I'm sorry, who performed this song? Yeah, okay, so, uh, no, I don't. Um, I'm thinking it's a band I might know. It is a band you'd probably know. Yeah. Uh, They're a band called The Wallflowers. Okay, wow. They sang that song, One Headlight. Yeah. Um, And Jacob... um, Jacob Dylan, who's the lead singer of the Wallflowers, right. is the son of Bob Dylan. Interesting. Yes. There's been a little of that going around here on yeah. the greatest song you never heard. Well, that's just a coincidence because this is still one of my favorite songs. And and where I heard this song for the first time is going to actually shock you. Do you know where I heard this song for the first time? In your basement. In a movie soundtrack. Really? Yes. Uh, it's from the movie Zoolander. Oh, is that right? And there's a scene where Derek Funny. is sad and he's walking in the rain and he's got his jacket all bundled up and this song starts playing and i remember watching it and them going dude that song is really good and every other song on that soundtrack is like like these like wake me up before you go go there's these big oh, iconic wow. songs except for this one and i couldn't figure out like well who's that band and what are they singing and i literally so wallflowers to... are in the 90s right yes okay and uh what you just uh 2001 is when this was released. Yes. Okay. Because when you, um, the song you just said, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, it was an 80s tune. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I had a dream about George Michael the other day. That's weird. No, here's Please the thing. Please tell me he was trying to sell you drugs in a no. bathroom in a park. No. I, maybe it wasn't a dream. There was something <laughs> out there right now. It's a tribute. That's right. They're playing in Spokane. It's a true, a George Michael tribute. I'm not I joking. I want to go so bad. I don't even want. I don't. I want to go to Montana while that's going on, <laughs> just to get further away. <laughs> if you haven't watched the George Michael documentary that he did right before he passed away, it is spectacular. Spe- you want to talk about a set of pipes and one of the true like unsung heroes of a generation. Oh, he's got a great voice. He oh. did a song with Elton John. Uh, d- well, don't, don't let, let the- your son go down on me. No, not the exact words. It's similar, though. Uh, that was Michael Jackson did that one. But sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He'll probably edit all of that out. Nope. <laughs> but uh, he also did another one that it's called Tonight. I can't find anywhere. I had it on CD. Really? Yeah, it's a fantastic song. But he's got a great voice. Yes. He did his partner, no, his musical partner, no favors no. by leaving Wham. He screwed over Andrew so badly. I mean, that's just not cool how that all happened. Right. And But he's not the first and will not be the last to screw over anybody to try to get ahead in a career. Well, that's true. That's true. So back to this song. Yes. Uh, interestingly enough... Um, the Wallflowers, uh, Jacob Dylan actually was in a recent documentary a couple of years ago called uh, Sounds of the Valley, I want to say, or Sounds of the Echoes in the Canyon. That's mm. what it was called. Okay. Uh, and it's about the people who made music in the late 60s who lived in Laurelhurst Canyon uh, outside of um, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a fascinating, fascinating documentary. And he plays a bunch of stuff live. He, Beck, a couple other uh, people there. And they're re- re- looking at old music and, and examining it from a musical perspective. Right. And then there's interviews with the people who made the music. Right. Like Michelle, uh, Mama Michelle from the Mamas and the Papas, yes. those kind of people. Fascinating documentary. Um, however, the funny thing about this song in itself was, as I was researching this song, um, Robin Gibbs was once asked, how did you write this song? And I loved this. He said, and I quote... The melody to this one was heard aboard a British Airways flight about 100 miles from Essen. It was one of those old four-engine prop jobs that seemed to drone the passenger into a sort of hypnotic trance, <laughs> only with this, it was different. 
The droning after a while appeared to take the form of a tune, which mysteriously sounded like a church choir. So it was decided. We accosted the pilot, forced him to land to the nearest village, and there in a small pub, we finished the lyrics. Actually, it wasn't a village. It was a city, and it wasn't a pub. It was a hotel, and we didn't force a pilot to land in a field, but why ruin a perfectly good story? That's right. <laughs> they they were amazing songwriters, and uh, I, if you... Sure, I get it, you, the, the disco aspect of the Bee Gees, but I mean, gosh, that just started a whole new movement, right? But they had success before that. And right. That's the thing. Well, and this song, I think part of the reason this song isn't more familiar to more people, especially from my generation, mm-hmm. is that it was never released anywhere but on the Zoolander soundtrack, which was never released outside of being on CD. And so it's not even available in any streaming music services. It's not available. Like, I, I literally did a deep dive into where someone could listen to this version. Right. I happen to have an MP3 of it from the, probably the Napster days, to be honest. Oh, probably. Uh, and found it through that. And I guarantee if, if you have this song, you've probably owned the CD or you downloaded it on Napster. But you're not going to find it on a streaming service uh, today. It's just not available. The, is that right? Yeah. Interesting. So there, so a lot of BG stuff is not... No, on? just the Wallflowers version of that song. Oh, oh, gotcha. The BG's version is everywhere. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But the Wallflowers aren't... I mean, they're, they're a band that had... Commercial success. Yeah, it's just a matter of that soundtrack was never released on the, to the streaming services. Interesting, interesting. Well, which is, gosh. which is a which is a travesty because who doesn't want the Zoolander soundtrack? Well, I mean, honestly, I I don't understand what the point of that is. Why not make it available? You're basically just cutting your own he- um, head off. Right. Well, and some of that comes down to uh, ASCAP BMI laws. Some of it comes down to licensing. Some of it comes down to just the fact that maybe maybe uh, Jacob. Uh, didn't want this song released because he thought it was terrible. Yeah. I think he's wrong. It's a fantastic version of this song. But Yeah. Well, you know, um, before we go, you are you and Heidi are going to be at a really fun event at our place uh, this coming weekend. Mm, that's true. The, the, um, the event, what do you call it? Open, open the that, bottle night? Yeah, it's not open the bottle. It's open that bottle night. And the only difference is an A and a T? Yes, <laughs> significant difference. It's not the, it's that. It's that particular bottle. What if I want to call it open my bottle night? You can do that, but you're going to share it. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, I, and with that, I'm going to share some of the places people can reach out to us on social. Do that. Do you see what I did? Yes, I see what you did there. Uh, pretty pretty uh, seamless. Uh, on Facebook, the greatest song you never heard. On Twitter, it is G-S-Y-N-H podcast. Uh, that's the handle. And then, of course, the greatest song you never heard dot com, which... Uh, Chris just does magic on that website. Hmm. Thank you for that. It's so hard. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like these episodes. So hard. They're work. Oh, I've uh, had to do some lot of editing in the last couple episodes. So, well, um, we got to keep you on your toes. That's you true. got those are skills you can use. That's true. So until next week, go out and listen to some new songs. Uh, open your open your mind to new music listen to pre-70s bgs there's a bunch of it there is a bunch of it yeah and it's not too bad until next week or next time have a great week Mm -hmm.